It is once again the season of giving. With 40-year high inflation, this year is going to be difficult for families throughout Connecticut and is more urgent than ever that we think of our neighbors and what we can do to help communities that we live in. For 60 years, the United Way of Southeastern Connecticut has been there to help foster this spirit and has raised millions of dollars in support of Connecticut residents in a multitude of ways. Tina Sears Graves, President and CEO of the United Way of Southeastern Connecticut, joins us this week for a special holiday episode of the Municipal Voice, discussing how you can help this year and how you can get help if you need it. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. The Municipal Voice is a Connecticut Conference of Municipalities podcast in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the consensus views of CCM or memory municipal leaders. Dina, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. You did some work this year around housing equity in partnership with the Community Foundation of Eastern Connecticut, Connecticut College, and Eastern Connecticut State University. Um, why is housing equity important? Yeah, well, we just began um, this adventure for us, this partnership. So we're really excited about it. But equitable access to housing that is safe, affordable, and connected to resources is a human right and critical infrastructure for a thriving region. So it's really, really important. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we, I don't, you know, we, we talk about the Alice report, which mm-hmm. is asset limited income constrained employed. And mm-hmm. really what it does is it determines a number of what somebody needs to make just mm-hmm. to meet basic needs. And so when you look at the state of Connecticut, you know, that number is very significant. It's 38% of our residents cannot afford basic needs. Yeah. And then you couple that with, um, the housing and the cost burden people are used or have to endure for housing, that's fit over 50% of all rent renters are cost burdened. Mm. And so, you know, that's really something, you know, that it's important. So, and so really we have to do something, you know, it, you know, as more pressures keep coming on to our community and to our, our, our family, our friends, our neighbors, mm-hmm. now is that we really have to do something. Um, so this new center uh, begins work in 2023. Uh, what do you have on plate to get it started? Right. So right now we're currently actively seeking a coordinator for the for the, for the job um, mm-hmm. to help with all the work. But in the meantime, as we're doing that, the partners are are meeting, um, really looking at infrastructure, and we're really you know asking the community to join us in this endeavor. So mm-hmm. laying the groundwork, bringing people to the table, because this is an issue that just the nonprofits can solve. This is mm-hmm. something that we have to work together. It's for cross sectors to work together. And so we've got to start bringing people together. Yeah. And so I, we're doing that. Um, again, we're looking to hire somebody and we're also bringing donors to the table. And you know, we have a very philanthropic um, community. And so bringing our donors to the table to help support the initiative as well. Excellent. So it sounds like a good start. And how do we get to a place with housing equity? Yeah, it's it's going to take a lot of work, you know, that, you know, you know, not going to be shy about that. But really what the first thing we really need to do is harness the collective power of multiple perspectives. So I was talking mm-hmm. about bringing together the cross sectors, but we need difference in expertise and difference in people with co- different capacities and knowledge. And we even, we need community members. We need voices mm-hmm. at the table. You mm-hmm. know, there's one thing about having, you know, knowledge, you know, professional knowledge, but we also need real lived experience knowledge as well mm-hmm. um, to help guide this process. So bringing all these folks together. We need to facilitate strategic alignment and deployment of every available resource 
to mm-hmm. ensure equitable access um, to housing, that, that there's housing opportunity yeah. and they're available. And so then we also have to, a big piece of this is building public will for affordable housing. And so it's we have to really educate people that this is important and this is what will mm-hmm. help make us have a thriving region in our thriving state and yeah. how important it is. And again, with with you know ha- you know having affordable housing, there's so much research that's really behind a lot of this work saying that it impacts our children, you know, our youth and even adults. And so again, we have to do something. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not just about about having housing, but there's so many other things that it impacts. Yeah, you, you talked about uh, sp- kind of specific outlooks and expertise, and obviously at CCM we we are representing the town and city governments of Connecticut. So, what can our members, the towns and cities, do to help? Well, I think the first thing is really showing true, real commitment to having and getting affordable housing. You know, there's the Connecticut state statute, the eight thirty G. Um, which was enacted in 1989 that actually sets a goal that 10% of each municipality's housing stock um, qualify as affordable housing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's one thing of actually putting that in your plan, but actually following through on that is really, really important. So, you know, really having towns look at that um, and following through. And then we also have to really look at our zoning provisions at each of our, our towns and municipalities and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, just some examples is, you know, is there zoning that doesn't allow for multifamily housing? Or, you know, is there zoning that says you can't have an in-law apartment? You know, things yeah. like that. And again, you know, we we have to look at the, you know, some of the past practice with zoning um, to make mm-hmm. it be where we need it to be today. So those yeah. are just some. Yeah, a lot of work to be done in equity, housing equity, but it's worthwhile work, definitely. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit about the United Way of Southeastern Connecticut and how kind of your local United Way is connected to others in Connecticut and the national? Sure. So we are United Way is an organization that addresses the community's most pressing needs and issues. And so we work to find strategic solutions by pulling together the the resources necessary to do that. So what does that look like? So we mobilize the community to take action, and that's through donations, volunteering, becoming advocates, which is really mm-hmm. important. Um, we support a network of nonprofit organizations, and so that's again, it's really it's really critical that we support our nonprofits that are really dealing with people individually and making sure they have the direct support that they need, and that nobody, you know, people get a hand you know, to help them up in, in their times of need. Mm-hmm. And we also work to address root causes. And so this is what we're, we're actually working on systemic changes and looking at things to prevent or eliminating something from happening in the first place. And so we have a couple mm-hmm. of initiatives that we are looking at um, long-term um, things. And so we do that by convening and facilitating. Again, the key to all this work is cross-sector. So very similar mm-hmm. to the, the housing equity work that we're doing Um this is the same, it's the same principle for all our other initiatives that we're looking at systemic change. You need to bring more than just the nonprofits to the table. Mm-hmm. You need to bring your community. You need to need business, government, schools, you know, every entity, we all have to be in it to solve it. And so we do a lot of that um, together. Yeah. But in our United Way, we actually focus on four key impact areas. Mm-hmm. They're thriving children, community wellness, promoting independence and basic needs. 
And then one of our most noticeable thing that our United Way um, does is that we operate the Gemma E. Moran United Way Labor Food Center, which is a food bank for New London County. And so we work with over 75 programs and we distribute Mm -hmm. last year, we distributed over 2 million pounds of food throughout New London County, which is about over, it's a little over 1.6 million meals. And so we're really proud of that program um, that we, and it's a, a program that we provide our community. Excellent. And so that's something that you, a program you started in your chapter that not all chapters would have. Correct. I, I, I don't know how, if there's anybody else that actually physically runs a warehouse, but we do have a 20,000 square foot warehouse wow. that our United Way directly operates. And so it's really, you know, it's exciting work that we're doing and, mm-hmm. you know, it really connects us to our community. Our community. So in, di- in addition to our 75 programs, we also have mobile food distributions that go that go out. And again, it's mm-hmm. really about getting access. So have people having access to food. And a lot of, again, it goes back to equity, you know, this whole thing about equity and again making sure everybody has equal access to things yeah um you talked about bringing different groups together to the table and you know you personally are are well qualified for that because you've come up through the nonprofit world of connecticut um but what drew you to the united way and what is your role there now Sure. So yeah, my whole career, I've worked with nonprofits. Um, So right out of college, I've been working with a nonprofit. Um, And so I started at United Way about 14 years ago, and I was the vice president of Community Impact. And about a year and a half ago, I became the president and CEO. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what draws me to United Way is, you know, one of the things for me, you know, is really about... um, it's local, right? And again, mm-hmm. so I'm born and raised in New London County. And so for me, it's very personal. You know, these are my friends, my neighbors, my coworkers, you know, it's, you know, so for me, it's really about helping a community that has provided me so much in my years. And so giving back is, is really important. And the other thing about United Way that kind of sets us apart um, is that there's this thing about like, we don't just focus on one single cause, right? Or mm-hmm. one single issue. You know, it's it's a whole, you know, and again, a lot of times when people are are, are experienced or struggling, it's more than one issue that that is, is, a, is happening. And so for United Way, we're able to address multiple, multiple um, things. So for me, it's mm-hmm. really exciting because I can really, look, we can look at the whole community, the community as a whole, and mm-hmm. then address those needs accordingly, which is really, uh, for me, a driver. And so every day for me, this is about my community. I mm-hmm. live, I work, and I play here. And so I'm completely, I'm all in. You know? <laughs> You're all in on New I'm Academy. all in, yep. We all know that Black Friday is the day after you know Thanksgiving, but after that is one that people might not be as familiar with, which is Giving Tuesday. Yes. What is Giving Tuesday? All right, so agreed. We all know about Black Friday, but then also then we started hearing about Small Business Saturday, and then we heard Cyber Monday. But then in 2012, they came up with hashtag Giving Tuesday mm-hmm. as a way to celebrate giving back to the um to um to giving back for in communities the mm-hmm. Tuesday after Thanksgiving. And so it's actually become the biggest giving day of the year and it's recognized across the globe. And mm-hmm. so this year it actually falls on November 29th. And so we're really excited um, about get, about Giving Tuesday. Yeah. And how can people uh, participate in that? How can they, how do, do people give if they wanted to? Yeah. So we definitely, we have we go on we have an online campaign so you can okay. go to our website um we have you know all our social media and mm-hmm. a lot of um organizations do like have a, a social media platform for giving tuesday okay and so, so it's so not really just the united way it, it's a lot of charities participate in this 
Giving Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's the biggest giving a day of the year. So there's a lot of charities mm-hmm. out there. So we'll see um, a, a lot of age, um, organizations um, mm-hmm. putting out their message on Giving Tuesday. But really what we we ask people, we you know, we want them to go to our website or mm-hmm. again, through our social media, you can actually click right on there and make a donation. Yeah. If someone did want to check out your website, what's the uh, address there? Sure. It's uwsect.org. I'll put it up on the screen. Boop. Right awesome. There. Yay. <laughs> um, one of United Way's goals is that individuals in New London County can achieve financial stability. What are you hoping uh, for this year and what have you raised in past years? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for us is really community engagement and p- getting people to step up, knowing that their families, friends, coworkers, and neighbors are struggling. You know, it's mm-hmm. been, you know, this. It's been very difficult coming out of COVID and then having mm-hmm. getting hit with inflation, really difficult. But knowing that United Way is here and we're here to help. And so I think for us, you know, getting people just to come out. And again, one of the next, you know, neat things about United Way is that there's this thing called strength in numbers. And even mm-hmm. if somebody can only give a little bit, but what we do is we garner donations from many and you know it can be thousands of people we garner um from our companies and you know company campaigns mm-hmm. and then we also have corporate sponsors and again you add all those dollars up and we can really make a difference in our, in our communities and again one yeah. of the, and the other thing for united way for us is making sure people understand that the work that we do is local and so you know when somebody don't makes a donation to united way it stays right in their local mm-hmm. community you mentioned a little bit of inflation, obviously, is a, a problem this year. You know, this year seen record inflation. That means in all likelihood that things are going to be tighter for a lot of people. Do you think that affects the amount that people will be able to give? Well, I think, yeah, I think it will impact that. But again, we I want to stress yeah. that it's, again, it's not always how much, again, you know, it's that strength yeah. in numbers. So even just a little bit. And again, if we can, if somebody can just donate a little bit, you know, that add that to our pool, um, again, we can mobilize resources. But I will say, you know, one of the things during the, uh, you'll give an example during the pandemic, mm. you know, people were furloughed, you know, they were, you know, they weren't working or, you know, whatever mm. that looked like. I'll tell you, communities really stepped up. They came out, people that knew people were struggling, donated, you know, they said, hey, people need this more than me. And so I think, you know, even though inflation, it's bad, and maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people may not be able to give, there are a lot of people that are still able to do that. Mm -hmm. And when they know that when they have to, when people know there's an issue, someone is struggling, they come to the table. And so again, you know, we are so grateful for those individuals. And so, you know, we're hoping that again, this time, you know, knowing what we're kind of facing going into this winter, that people will also come out and help support the community. Because again, even though it's not the pandemic, which we just came out of, you know, we're kind of still mm-hmm. on, on the on the edge of that. But, you know, we're now facing a new crisis. And so, mm-hmm. again, this, you know, there's a, a real struggle there. And so we're really hoping people will come out and, and help us. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. You have a mobile food p- pantry program. Uh, how can people find out where it will be? So the best way to find out about our mobile food pantry is to go onto our website. And we actually mm-hmm. have a calendar um, on our website. And okay. they can see what times they come out. Um, it's always on our social media. And we actually mm-hmm. have it on our social media in multiple languages. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, we are out in the community. And again, in addition to the mobile food pantries, we also support 75 other programs and initiatives that are emergency um, food sites as well. And so yeah. that's all listed on our website. And, you know, again, we talk about inflation, you know, we think of our food and the work that we're doing with food work is, is income mm-hmm. support for folks. And if so, if somebody can not have to purchase the, you know, I mean, we've all been to the grocery store and know how expensive things are. So if we can kind of offset some of that, people mm-hmm. then can use money to put it into the oil and gas and, and other um, necessities and, and and basic needs. Yeah. And just thinking about that, has the inflation also created new challenges for you to get the food to, to have in the, the pantry for people? So, you know, we did experience some supply chain issues, right? Yeah. But a lot of what we, we rely on is donations from the mm-hmm. community. And so once again, I will say here in New London County, we have an amazing community that always steps up. And so when we put the call out and say, you know, hey, we need some food, you know, we, we need to do a food yeah. drive or, or those things, people always come through. And so, which is absolutely amazing. And it really is, you know, to, to see that happening, you know, yeah. it's just absolutely amazing. Again, I'll go back to COVID, you know, we, were actually housed at our food center. You know, it was obviously mm-hmm. we were essential workers. And I remember just sitting over there and it just amazed me. People coming in through our front door and just saying, we know that the grocery stores, you know, remember at the time there was like the shelves were empty and all that, yeah. you know, all that was going on. People just walking in and saying, here, we know you guys are going to need this to get this out into the community. And it was like that, you know, we experienced that for over two years and it just, it never slowed down. And so, it, you know, we're forever grateful but again it's really the the community that rallies to to help us support um, those that are struggling yeah here in connecticut we're coming into the holiday season and aside from you know helping people out with food needs they might have it's going to be winter and it's going to get it's getting cold um so you also have a comfort from the cold drive where folks can bring in gloves mittens hats and scarves but also it was noted there's an increase of households applying for energy assistance how can the united way help folks that are in need of heating assistance and and yeah. So we actually, you know, are we have a cap agency here in New London County, uh, TVCCA. And mm-hmm. so we always encourage people to go to their nonprofits like uh, TVCCA and sign mm-hmm. up for the heating assistance program. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really the first entry point into getting heating assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some qualifiers for that program. Okay. And so, you know, we do have emergency backup. We have a what we call project warm up, which is mm-hmm. a heating assist- um, assistance of last resort. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, geared for people that don't always qualify for a lot of the programs that are out there if they make a certain amount of money. But again, we know with Alice, just because someone's working and making certain income, there's still a, a, you know, again, we know 38% of people are struggling just to to afford basic needs. And so we are are there as well. But we always will, you know, through our resources, obviously, you know, we work with our nonprofit partners who are actually Mm -hmm. on the ground doing the work. And so making those connections and making people are aware of the the resources that are out there Mm -hmm. is really important. And again, during COVID, you know, we had a new group of people kind of experiencing, um, you know, struggle, you know, they were struggling that have never struggled before, you know, and again, it's and again, if you've never used services before, you don't always know how to access them, right? And so we really made it an effort to make sure our, our, our community was educated and knew how to access uh, the resources. And so the same, you know, the same premise Mm -hmm. will go into play for heating is we need to make sure we educate our community so they know where to go for help. Yeah. And speaking of helping people figure out where to go, towns and cities have grant programs and that people can apply for. Are there any other resources or do you have some tips for people at home that they can use to help lower costs? 
For heating, you mean? Like yeah. specifically for heating? Well, I mean, there's a number. <laughs> I'm not an energy expert, but, you know, you know, I think we, you know, think about just some of the common things that people can do, like, you know, making sure that, you know, you, you know, when the sun's out, open your curtains so that the yeah. heat comes into your window. And at night, shut your curtains to keep the heat in, you know. We always, you know, there's, you know, making sure that, you know, if you have gaps mm-hmm. in your in your doors or your windows to seal them or, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things that people can do. We actually have um, information on how to do that. You know, you can also call your, you know, utility company. They always have neat tricks and, and mm-hmm. tips on, on how to do those things as, as well. Um, and if someone was interested in either donating or getting some scarves, mittens, stuff like that, what, what how would they do that? So if somebody's interested in donating, we encourage them to go to our website. If mm-hmm. again, uwsbct.org um, and hit donate. And mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, different ways that you can donate. And if somebody needs help, we always encourage people to call 211 mm-hmm. um, or go on to the CT211 website um, to see, you know, what services are available or they can call us directly um, if they're in our local area um, that we can provide them some resources and information as well. Very cool. Um, Is there anything that the United Way is working on right now that you want people out there to know about? They may not. Yeah, I was going to say, I think one of the things, again, one of the kind of the neat, unique uh, features of United Way is that we're adaptable, you know, Mm -hmm. and we meet the needs in our community as they come at us. And, you know, and again, we can we can change. And I think we really proved that during COVID and making sure, you know, stepping up when there was a crisis. And again, you know, because we we have so many different things that we're involved in, you know, we could kind of pivot and and address those needs. And then the other thing, too, I want to you know let people I know I kind of touched on um, some of our um, systemic change work. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think, you know, when I think about you know, where are we going to be in, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, you know, although I don't have a magic, you know, eight ball to kind of look at that, you know, we're working on initiatives right now that we won't be seeing results until 10 or 20 years from now. And so again, we're looking at, you know, workforce development, we're looking at, you know, making sure that, you know, our youth are prepared for jobs that that actually give them livable wages. And, you know, even if they don't go off to college or military, they have no plan after high school, they have something, they can get a job that has that livable wage. You know, we're mm-hmm. looking at healthcare and making sure people have access to those things. And again, systems change doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And so yeah. really making sure, you know, knowing people knowing that, you know, even though we'd love to just, again, make, you know, wave the magic wand and fix it immediately, it's more than that. And so, but United Way is here. We're not giving up. We're continuing to see, you know, how we can best address those needs. And, and yeah. so making sure our, our communities really thrive. Yeah, speaking of the United Way being there, I know it's been around for 60 years at this point uh, since it was founded. And we always kind of like to end on positive note and look towards the future. So when are you feeling positive about the future? And what do you see 60 years in the future for the United Way? Will we still need yeah. it? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'd love to say that, you know, in 60 years, that all our <laughs> problems would go away. And, you know, we wouldn't need nonprofits or social services. Um, I'm not that optimistic. I, you know, hopefully we can, you know, work on some of, you know, address some of them. Again, it takes mm-hmm. time to change systems, right? And so again, we are, we're, we're here. And again, you know, for the community, when I think about that, we are local. And so again, we're adaptable, and we're local, and we're here to, to address those needs as they come as 
they arise in, in our communities. And so I think for us, you know, for me, when I think about, you know, 60 years from now, I'd like to think that we're still being adaptable in meeting the needs of the community. Because at the end of the day, this is what it's about. This is, you know, this is again, this is why we're all doing the work is we are here to help our community and see mm. them thrive and, 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 you know, achieve their fullest potential, you know. So for us, that's where I'd like to see in 60 years that we're continuing to do that and helping our community. Yeah, the, the, the mission will continue even if maybe you're in flying cars in 60 years. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost there. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Well, Dina, thank you so much for speaking with us today and for doing all the work that you do. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the the opportunity to speak and and talk about United Way. And I just on a on a final note, I did I don't know if I answered the question. You know, there are United Ways across all of you know Connecticut mm -hmm. and across the globe. There's actually 1100 1, United Ways across the globe. Um, mm -hmm. here locally, there's 15 of us. And so, you know, if if not in New London County, there is a United Way in your yeah, we're, in your we're local on the air community. All over Connecticut, so there's others in Connecticut, and people can look up their local you know. United way and, and find absolutely. some help or donate and do. Yes, absolutely. So I just want to put a plug in for my fellow United Ways throughout throughout the state. Definitely. We'd like to thank our guest, Dina Sears Graves. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. Learn more at gatewayct.edu and housatonic.edu. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. Kevin Maloney is our executive producer, Christopher Gilson is our producer, Harry Draws is on the boards, and I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like, and watch out for our CCM chat series on our YouTube page.